Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. Having a baby can change your life in profound ways. Our bodies change, the way we live our life changes, and sometimes our mental health changes too. Most people have heard of postnatal depression and anxiety, but have you heard of postnatal psychosis? Nicole Hyatt is the CEO of the Centre of Perinatal Excellence, or COPE. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Hi. Very well. Thank you. What exactly is postnatal psychosis? How, how does it manifest? So postpartum psychosis is a very serious mental health problem. Um, it's a condition which absolutely needs to be identified as soon as possible and urgent treatment is required because it really does impact on the health and well-being of not only the mother, but her mental state can be so altered that she's unable to function and this can have implications on her ability to care for the baby. So it is a very serious condition that affects around one or two in every thousand mums. So it's a lot rarer than postnatal depression, but it is very serious and can come on very quickly in the early postnatal period. So sometimes from the first week up to the first three months, you're seeing a significant change in someone's behaviour. So unlike depression, which might sort of arise gradually, postpartum psychosis can come on quite suddenly. So um, forgive me, because this is probably a very stupid question, but I'm not that familiar with psychosis. In my brain, I'm thinking it might be hallucinations or a very distorted sense of reality. Is that what it is that how what it looks like for women who experience it? Yes, it is. So some of the early signs of postpartum psychosis, people describe having an immense amount of energy, finding it really hard to sleep, often feeling invincible, like really strong and powerful and unbeatable. And then they can start to have very strange or irrational beliefs that someone's trying to harm them, for example, or harm their baby. So these are often the first signs that someone's not well, but then they can have a combination of other manic symptoms, so that high energy, feeling invincible, but also the psychotic symptoms. So a psychotic symptom can be, there's actually two types. One type of psychotic symptom is what we call hallucinations. So this is when a person might see or hear voices or see things that are not there. So people might describe, for example, having visions or talk about Mary or Jesus approaching them. So they're hallucinations. And also the other type of psychotic symptom is what we call delusions. So this is when people start to believe things that are not really based on reality. So they can become super suspicious, for example, have delusions that someone's trying to harm them or, you know, the drip had some type of poison in it, for example. So these are, you know, well beyond just negative thinking or depressive thinking. They are actually far based out of reality and they are the psychotic symptoms that come with postpartum psychosis. Do we know why it happens? Look, there is some evidence around a genetic predisposition. So if you have a history of bipolar disorder, um, you are more likely to develop postpartum psychosis. If you had postpartum psychosis with a previous pregnancy, your risk or likelihood of developing postpartum psychosis in a subsequent pregnancy is increased. But having said that, some people can just develop postpartum psychosis without those previous risk factors. So they are good guidance, 
but it, it's not necessarily certain that people, just because you don't fall into those two categories, that you won't get it. Certainly, people have also had postpartum psychosis with a first pregnancy and then not had it in a subsequent pregnancy. But often by then, they've learned a lot from the first time and very acutely aware of the symptoms and what to look for. It sounds terrifying. Look, it is absolutely terrifying, not only for the mother going through postpartum psychosis, but also particularly for the partner and the family members. So suddenly this person that they know is not acting or behaving in the way that they usually would and not making sense. So it is absolutely frightening for family members who are um, observing someone going through postpartum psychosis. And because it is so serious, both from a health and safety point of view, but because of it needs to be really carefully managed, it's really recommended that someone with postpartum psychosis goes to a mother and baby unit where they can be very closely monitored by the health professionals. And how long does it last? Does it ever peter out or is it only does it only end if, if the mother's given treatment? Absolutely. Treatment is absolutely vital for postpartum psychosis. So there's a, a number of different treatments, but certainly medication is required for postpartum psychosis. Generally, treatment can range from two weeks to 12 weeks on average. This is to get through the really critical stage and get more stabilised. But that will vary from one individual to another and depending on the severity of the symptoms and how someone responds to treatment. For really a full recovery, you'd be looking at um, between six to 12 months. Are there any triggers for it coming on? Uh, Not really. It's more about it's a condition that will occur and not really um, brought on by an external factor. However, obviously, if someone is psychotic, how they'll interpret things around them um, and what meanings that they'll misattribute to things will be affected. So, for example, I remember someone giving birth in a Catholic hospital where there was something religious, some religious statue. So that was really the spark of their some of their delusions and hallucinations around what that was and what they were telling them to do. And is it likely to be a condition that you'd have to manage for the rest of your life or is it very specific to this particular period of a mother's life? Look, it is very specific to this period of life and it's something that good treatment you can recover from fully and not require ongoing treatment. So that that will depend on, of course, other factors, but it is certainly possible to fully recover from postpartum psychosis. Depending on how long and how severe the condition is, that may take um, a longer or shorter period of time. But most importantly is getting treatment as soon as possible. So although there's a lot of focus on postnatal depression and more so on postnatal anxiety and what to look for, often there's not the level of awareness around postpartum psychosis. There's not the awareness about that high levels of energy and the restlessness, feeling that invincible feeling, plus the delusions and hallucinations. Less is known about those symptoms. So often people will go on for quite some time sort of trying to put it in a context or just say maybe she's got the highs after having a baby. Mm. Um, when in fact it's the beginning of postpartum psychosis. I've heard that on a number of occasions where even GPs have, someone's gone into their GP and said, I'm on a real high after having a baby. And they go, oh, you've just got what we call the pinks as opposed to the baby blues. Um, You're just on a high with hormones after having a baby. But it was actually, in fact, the beginning signs of postpartum psychosis. Wow. 
I can imagine that's a really challenging time for all members of the family. But when you're uh, a new mum, you're often so concerned about your baby and your relationship with your baby. Does it have a negative impact on that bonding period? Uh, look, it, it certainly could if it wasn't managed well. So this is why we always recommend that someone goes to a mother and baby unit where they can be monitored and supervised. You can imagine if someone is having, you know, very distorted perceptions and views around what's around them, sometimes that might project onto the baby, that the baby is possessed by the devil, for example, or and so that's why they need constant supervision in case the hallucinations or delusions that they're having could in fact have a negative implication for their management and treatment of their baby. So the supervision is very, very important when it comes to postpartum psychosis. Lots of things can and would be part of treatment about um, maintaining the contact where possible and connection and breastfeeding with the baby if possible, but always needs to be supervised because the person's perception of reality is so distorted. It's such a such a hard thing for a new mum to go through. Um, I guess the main takeaway is that early treatment has a, a great impact on that experience. So if you see these signs or in someone else or you are even able to be self-aware of it yourself, mm. then um, it can definitely be treated and you can get back on track. Absolutely. And this is, I think, really when we're talking about this condition because of the nature of it, it's really important that we not only educate mums but also family members because they are actually more likely to be in a more ideal position to identify changes. Obviously, really important that midwives and maternal and child health nurses, those at the front line providing maternity and postnatal care, are also aware of these symptoms as well. Nicole, thank you so much for speaking with us today. No problems at all. We have a lot of great information on the COPE website around postpartum psychosis in the new parents section. And also we also have access to, in our finding help on our directory, great supports and services and treatment services for anyone who uh, might be experiencing postpartum psychosis. Thanks, Nicole. I'll make sure I put that in the notes of this episode. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's Nicole Hyatt, the CEO of the Centre of Perinatal Excellence, or COPE. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.